Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. So, um, I'm going to be speaking about pictures of the kingdom. It's the last of our. No, it's not the last. There's one more to go. So we've had uh, we've had these. Uh, this theme running through pictures of the kingdom, and um, um, Dell preached last week, uh, really good. He used some amateur dramatics. We won't be using any amateur dramatics this morning um, for my preach. Uh, before that was Helen. Um, so Dell preached on the uh, the two um, sons that were lost. Helen preached on the the Pharisee tax collector, and Nick before that on the sower. So we're looking at parables. Um, and just go to the next slide, please. And I get the pleasure of preaching this morning about the kingdom and community. And you probably heard that word this morning here, community. Uh, this is a great church for community. Um, and I was thinking, what sort of picture could I put on the wall that would sum up community? And in our church, we've just had this um, amazing grocery. Just go back one, please. Um, and you can see there the, the community grocery. It's just a mile down the road. Um, it's a, a little... Um, shed, which uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit more than that, but it's, uh, it, it, it gives people food. It's like a food bank, but it's uh, a really lovely way of being able to distribute food to people that need it. And we all know, don't we, we watch our TV screens and we know ourselves that, that times are hard at the moment and people are struggling for things. Um, the great thing about the grocery is that it gives people dignity. They don't just get a bag of food. They get to go along and choose the food they want. Um, and they just have to pay a, a, a base rate for that food, and they get that. And what a great way to, to, to use our community as a, of a church that we have uh, to bless people locally, to connect to them and start that conversation with them about Jesus. Uh, we've got people here that, that help run that um, and volunteer as well. So there's some leaflets on the back there about the grocery uh, if you wanted to know some more information about it. But it is great. Um, so, and we've just seen a cartoon of the Good Samaritan. I will be reading from the Bible, but we probably don't need to because we've all now seen the cartoon. Uh, but we love the cartoons, and the kids are going off and learning about the Good Samaritan as well. Um, and really the point of that um, parable is, who is my neighbor? That's the question, isn't it? That's what, that's what the guy asked to be clarified for him. Who is my neighbor, Jesus? Um, so the uh, next slide is a, a picture of... Uh, a bit of art, um, and you can see the man there um, who's, been, uh, who's been robbed, beaten up, um, and two guys on their way walk past him, um, and then the Samaritan stops and, um, and helps him. So let's go there. Um, I think for just before we read, I just want to talk about kingdom and what that means for me. Um, because it's a, it's, it can be a strange word that we use um, to, to, to talk about what, what the kingdom is. So Jesus does this at a lot of the beginning of his parables. He says the kingdom of God is like. 
And, and so, so what does that mean for us? We don't really live in a kingdom. We think about kingdoms in fairy tales and stories, don't we? But for me, the kingdom of God is, is, is how I live, where I live, what, what I do. Tomorrow morning, I've got a decision to make about when I go into work and how I behave and how I, how I act and how I integrate with people. And the kingdom of God is, is a decision I need to make in the morning to, to start... To start um, being that person that Jesus wants me to be in that place. So I, I step into the kingdom um, every day. Uh, I, can, I can not do that. I can, I can go somewhere else. I can be a different person. I have a, I have a free will choice to not live in God's kingdom. But the kingdom of God is a special place. And so what we're trying to do through, these, through this series is to look at, at what that kingdom looks like and how, how we navigate that kingdom and what that looks to us every single day. So hopefully for the points I'm going to raise this morning, you can see um, a bit more detail. So the story of the Good Samaritan, interesting story from yesterday, just as we were going to Lisa's party, um, which was yesterday afternoon, uh, we jumped in the car and Laura suddenly slammed the car door and went running down the road. If you've ever seen Laura run, she is very athletic and she runs like an Olympian and she just sprinted down the road. And I'm like, what's going on? Because we were already late. Obviously, I was doing my makeup. Um, and she, but a lady had fallen over down our road, it collapsed. And uh, Laura ran up and we lifted her up and we got her back on her feet and, and she disappeared into her house. And we would say, wouldn't we, that Laura's a good Samaritan for doing that. But this story is a whole lot more, more than that. It's not just about helping next door neighbor to get back into the house after they've fallen over and there's a lot more depth to it and that's what I want to look at this morning okay so let's read the passage it'll come up on the screen there Luke 10 and we're we're reading from verse 25 through to 37 if you've got your bible follow or if not on the screen on one occasion an expert we all have an expert don't we I don't know if it's a, a compliment or, or not, the word expert. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going along the same road and came to the place and saw him. Uh, he passed by on the other side of the road. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him in an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. 
So, just to get some context on this, um, I think an interesting start to that, which I haven't made a point of, but that first question, uh, what must I do to inherit eternal life? If you're a Christian here, and, you, and you're in work, or you're around people, have they ever asked you about how they inherit eternal life? If they haven't asked you that, they probably should be asking you that, because that's what we should be really proclaiming, isn't it? That, that what, we, what we have when we die is eternal life. So if people aren't asking you that question, you probably need to do something about it, if you're a Christian. But if not, and you, you've had been asked that question, how do you deal with that? How would you answer that question? Would you do a similar thing to what Jesus has asked here? Um, looking into the parable, and parables have lots of layers, and they're very, very detailed, and when you read lots of commentaries about parables, there's lots and lots of depth to them. Um, what I've found is that the traveler could be me or you, and is, uh, is the expert. So what Jesus is doing through this is to say to the expert who's asked him that question, here's a story, and this is you, you're the traveler, and imagine you're in those shoes, if you like. Um, the expert asked, who is my neighbor? And I, I was interested in this question, and it's obviously a bit sarcastic, the way that this expert has asked Jesus this question. And, and, and I, was asked, I was interested in, why would he follow everything with, can I just check, please, in a sarcastic way, in the voice of Gordon from, um, <laughs> from Thomas the Tank Engine. If you don't know what I mean, listen to Helen's preach. Um, but that very sort of posh, and what should I do as a neighbor? What is a neighbor? Um, he wanted clarification on that, didn't he? He wanted clarification on what is a neighbor. Um, and what's interesting is that the word neighbor in Greek means someone who is near. And in Hebrew, it means someone that might, you might have an association with. And this interprets the word in, in a limited sense. So what they, what they do with that word neighbor is they, they boil it down to a very small section of their society. And what they wanted to hear from Jesus was, to, it's okay if, he's not, if your neighbor isn't, isn't someone who, who is a Jew or is a Gentile, but you can, you can be around the people who you want to be. You can choose your, your neighbor. You can select your neighbor. And that's what they wanted to, to hear. But Jesus had something else to say and uses an example of the Samaritan um, as someone who is very, very different. And that obviously would have annoyed the guy, the expert. Um, and also in this story, the inn is the church. And that's a really interesting angle, and we'll look at that a little bit later. But the inn where they take uh, the, the guy who's been beaten up um, is the church, and the church looks after him. The inn uh, has, has that, um, the, the guy hands him over to the inn for, for the, the care to be taken care of. So maybe these three points that I'm going to raise to you might be three answers you give to someone who asks you that question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And also, who is my neighbor? So let's have a look at some uh, three points that I've got here. My first point is that the kingdom is different. Um, I don't want a show of hands, but just in your own minds, just is there any people that you struggle with? Is there people that you don't really like? Please don't put your hand up or shout out. <laughs> um, this is a personal in our own heads. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, we live in a diverse society. That's a word we hear a lot, diverse. And, uh, and I think there's been a, a definite revelation in the last few years about getting on with people from other, other backgrounds and that sort of thing. 
um, we used to live in Newark, and, and in Newark there's a, a lot of travellers. Um, and that was always something that they were different to, to us as people. Uh, they did different things. They looked they look the same, um, but in a town where there's a lot of travellers and they actually make their own homes in that town, then, then there's a divide and, and there's, a, there's a difference between a traveller and somebody else. And, and, and they would go about their, 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 their daily lives, but they would do things differently. And sometimes that would be a slightly annoying for people um, and the way that they were about things. And, and so even in our own communities, we have people that, even though they look the same as us and maybe behave the same as us, there's a definite, that's a traveller. We see them down the end of the road here, don't we? We automatically think, oh dear, what's going on there? You know, keep away um, from that. Uh, there's an interesting program on the TV at the moment called Sherwood, um, which looks at the Nottinghamshire um, towns. And the history there is, goes back to the miners' strike. Um, and a community there who overnight almost during the miners' strike, when, when the miners decided to strike or not, or to attend work, it divided communities um, in that area. And it's an, a very interesting drama um, about that. But, but in, these, in these small villages, there was a difference between... Overnight, there became a difference if you were going to go to work or if you were going to obey the strike and you were going to stay away. And that, that, those feelings and those emotions still run in those villages to this day. I used to work with a load of guys from that area. And there would still be fights in pubs and that sort of thing because somebody would say something because of the history that had gone on. We see it in Northern Ireland, don't we? A lot of history there where religion has, 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 has parted people and, and, and moved people, segregated people. We've, we, we deal with differences, don't we? And the Samaritan was different. He stood out as somebody who was different. And, and back in those days in, 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 in the Jewish culture, the Samaritan was, was somebody who was different and maybe looked down upon. But the kingdom that we, that we walk into every day is different. Jesus' kingdom is different. And do I, as a Christian, do I embrace that difference? Can I get over that difference with other people? Can I, can I work with these people? Can I speak to these people? Can I, can I get over that, that difference? And am, as a result, am I ready for inconvenience? Uh, Ken and Sylvia were here just now. They've, they've had to go, unfortunately. But they, they run a school in Gambia. And it's thousands of kids. And they're, you know, they, these are older guys. They're retired, really retired. But, but actually, they run a school in Gambia. And that's a difficult job because the people in Africa are different. And it, it would probably be a really easy thing to do to run a school in the UK. Uh, I mean, it probably wouldn't be, but it, would, it is difficult. But, but to run a school in Africa, 3,000 miles away, is a challenge every single day for those guys. And they have to deal with that because people do things differently. And so, but as Christians, they get on with it. They turn up every day and they look after those kids and they grow that school. And it's a fantastic thing to do. But they, they deal with that difference. And in Acts 17, we have this verse... Um, and um, as we know, Acts follows on from the Gospels. It's Jesus has gone back to heaven, um, and, the, and the apostles are really looking at what, what the world looks like, what it means, um, and the, the idea of Gentiles and Jews has sort of gone now, and they've moved on. And we have this verse in uh, verse 26. From one man he made all the nations, and they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. 
though he is not far away from any one of us. For in him we live and we move and we have our being. As some of our, our own prophets have, poets have said, we are his offspring. God sees everybody as exactly the same. There was that culture of Gentiles and Jews, that's all gone. And, and so we're all the same in the same world, and, and God looks at us all the same. The next point I've got is that the kingdom is pain. <laughs> and I was in hospital this week, and hospitals are just all about pain, aren't they? You go there because you're in pain. You get there and they start sticking things in you that actually hurt quite a lot. And then hopefully you get through all that pain and, um, and you're not in so much pain. But I was in hospital this week and, it, and, and I was preparing this preach. And Nick actually said, well, you've got so much time on your hands. This better be a good one, Jez. <laughs> the, the bar is always high here. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, and, and it just felt like every hour of the day, somebody else would come along to stick a needle in me or do something else to me to, to cause pain, to take away the pain, and, and, and they did, and that, that is great. But, but the, the kingdom is pain, and we, we shy away from pain. We don't like going to the doctors. We don't like having a needle, do we? We always, oh, can we just take a tablet? Can we do it another way so that it doesn't hurt? Um, and, and humans are wired to, to resist pain and to stay away from pain. But, but as a Christian, we need to be ready to, to, to embrace that pain. Um, last year, uh, I helped out with the vine last year. Uh, we went into town and we walked into, we were looking for rough sleepers. And we, we had coffee and tea and we were looking for rough sleepers to help them. And the weather was reasonably nice and warm. Uh, but we walked around a corner in the middle of town into the middle of a fight. And it was a violent situation and a bit scary. And some of the guys were here, uh, that are here uh, remember it. And it was a shock. And there was a guy there, he just wanted to punch people. And, and we were trying to keep out of the way, but he followed us. And it took on a bit of a, a demonic type of thing. And he was shouting at us to get out of his town and leave people alone. Um, but it was a violent situation. And, and after that, I remember thinking, should we be doing this? This is, this is like a bit scary. And he could have really hurt somebody. But as Christians, we have to step into that. We have to step into those scary situations and get over them and learn from it and move on from that. Um, Jesus, for this story, chose a really violent situation to explain about a neighbor. He, dis he, he made a conscious decision to use this, this very violent act that had happened to, to demonstrate that as an example. There was a, uh, a, a fight had happened. Somebody had been robbed. We don't know why, but the guy was, was on the floor half dead, we read. Yeah? And so you know, if we come across someone who's half dead, that's quite a serious situation. That's a shock. You're not going to walk away from that. You're going to remember that for a while. And, and Jesus chose to use this. So Jesus is, 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 he wants to shock people with this story. He wants to, to explain about violence. I've put on there, have you ever been punched in the face? Uh, Mike Tyson's um, uh, got a historic saying, hasn't he? You, you've got, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Um, and, and I think some, some, some of us like watching fights and boxing and that sort of thing, don't we? Uh, in a controlled environment. But, but we, we've, we might have been in a situation where we have been punched in the face and it, it knocks you for six. And, and that is a scary thing to happen. And we don't want it to happen. And that, that's... That, but something we have to acknowledge is that as a Christian in the kingdom, we, we might encounter pain, we might encounter violence. Um, and how do I deal with that? Do I run towards it? 
when the woman fell over in our road the other day, Laura ran towards it. She, she wasn't... Um, she didn't just get back in the car and go, oh, look, that's what's happened, drive on. She, she ran into it and, and sorted the person out. And is that our attitude? Is that where our heart is, to run into that, run into that pain and help people? Um, am I where the pain is? Do I make decisions in, in my ministry, in my life, to go places where there's pain? Um, it's easier to, to maybe not. It's easier to stay away from those difficult difficult areas maybe I'll, I'll go for a ministry that's a bit more peaceful I'll follow something that is, uh, is a bit low key where I'm not exposed to, to that level but, but we're challenged to do that as, as, as part of the kingdom uh, my last point um, is that the kingdom is love and that is what as a community we really embrace that the kingdom is love um, and an action. The Samaritan got involved. He looked and he saw a need and he acted. The other guys, the expert, the, uh, the priest, the Levite, they saw a situation and they had to make a decision. Do I stay and help or do I get out of here? And they probably justified it perfectly well in their mind. Oops, there might be other robbers around. They might rob me. Um, I don't want to get involved. Maybe he's just drunk. Maybe he's, he, he, he's, uh, he's done something he shouldn't have done and probably thought that would be enough to just walk away um, and, and carry on with their lives. But the Samaritan had a different thought, didn't he? The Samaritan wanted to help, uh, and it probably delayed him. Uh, we see that he, he, he took the guy to, a, to an inn and... Um, and, and made sure he was okay. This was hours and hours of, of, uh, of looking after somebody involved here. And that, that's inconvenient, isn't it? Um, and there is a moment when you know um, that you're involved. Um, when you make a decision, you, uh, you step into that, um, into that life. It's, it's a scary thing to do. Uh, it might be a small act that you're taking on, or it might be a ministry that you've decided you need to follow through. Um, a few years ago, a friend of ours in our life group, it was actually called a connect group, um, she was quite ill. She had a brain tumor, uh, a single lady. Um, and um, she, uh, she was part of our life group, so we did, we did life with her sort of once a week. We would uh, meet and read the Bible and, and look at, look at uh, um, some, some stories in the Bible and, and pray together. Uh, but at one of the sessions, she uh, told everybody that she had a brain tumor. And this got worse and worse and worse. And we were praying for healing and we were looking, you know, uh, looking for that. Um, and then one day she'd been away and she lived on her own and, and she was, some, somebody was bringing her back, uh, back to, to the town because she couldn't drive anymore. Um, and she was in quite a bad way. And we just had a phone call to say, uh, I don't think I can take this person back to their home. They're not very well at all. Um, and me and Laura just looked at each other. And we said, yeah, we'll take her in. Um, and that was, a, that was quite a big step, I suppose. We were quite new, newly married. Um, and we, we, we brought her into our home and she, we made a room for her on the ground floor so that people could come and visit her. Doctors could come and start to to work through what needed to happen. Um, and, um, it, but we knew we took a step. We knew what we were getting into. And Christians around us came on board as well. And they, they came alongside us and helped us as well. 
But when you, you do that, you, you do make it a, a, a definite decision um, to get involved with the situation. We could have just said, take her to hospital, take her somewhere else. But we knew her, we were part of her life, and we wanted to, to help her. Um, and I suppose uh, the question that we, we might ask is, what do I have to give? And we have to, we have to search for that, don't we? And we might be skilled at lots of things. We might have lots of money, but we might not be. We might, we might not think we have much money or we don't have any skills to do anything. But I love this story in Acts uh, where Peter and John go to the temple at the time of prayer. Um, and there was a, a man, uh, uh, now a man who was lame from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, and Peter looked straight at him. There's a confidence there, isn't there? Peter looks at him and gives him that confidence. Look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He, He prayed for the guy. He prayed for, for healing, um, and the guy got up and walked. But, but we might not have anything, but we can pray for people, can't we? We can, we can uh, look after people, and, and we can pray for healing for them. They no, might not be healed immediately, and we might need to go further and as physically help them and do, do those things. Um, but, but I love that story of Peter and John and that confidence they had to say... Um, uh, what I have, I give to you. And maybe tomorrow when you get into work, you'll overhear a conversation or somebody will tell you something that's quite serious. Maybe they're ill. Maybe something's happened in their life. And you've got a decision to do that to make then, haven't you, what you do next. You could just, oh, I'll just go back to my, de- to my desk and stay away from that because it all sounds a bit nasty and all a bit messy. Or you can step into it and you can say, I'm going to pray for you. Or come around for a coffee, or let's meet up. Because that's, that's what this kingdom community is about. That's what the Samaritan did. He, he, he stepped into it um, and followed that through. And then, then what we see at the end is, is the role of the, of the inn. Um, and um, and that, that I love being the role of the church. Um, he brought him to an inn to take care of him. And the next day he took out two silver coins and gave it to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for your extra expense you may have. And that's bringing people to church. And, and we need to do that because this is a great place. We love to sing. We love to worship God. We love to, to, to feel the Holy Spirit moving us. But we need to bring other people into this environment. Um, while I was in hospital this week, um, one of the lads in the bed next door, always got to make the use of a, of a, of a situation, haven't you? And um, a couple of lads came to visit me in, in, in the hospital. And on their way out, they, they, uh, they prayed for me. So just stood, it was Nick and James, and they just stood either side of me and just prayed for me. But you know what hospital wards are like? It's not very private, is it? And the guy in the, the bed next to me, after they left, just said, what was that? What, what did they do? Why, why are they doing that? We had a great conversation. I'm in there for three or four days. So over that period of time, we're chatting away about it. He's, he's not a very old bloke. He's uh, 30 years old, uh, recovering alcoholic. 
a lot of difficult stuff. Um, but those, those moments highlight to people other things, doesn't it? And hopefully you'll come to church to Lim this afternoon because he lives in Lim. And, and so, so we have that duty, don't we, to bring people in to, to the church. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> so, to summarize, who is my neighbor? The kingdom is different. We're going to have a diversity. Um, the kingdom is painful. There is pain there. We've got to approach that. We've got to be brave. And, um, and we need to accept that there will be pain. But also the kingdom is love. And we need to love people. So let's pray. Join me. Stand if you want. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for our hearts. Thank you that we can open our hearts to you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're here now amongst us. You're challenging us with stuff. Things are going to happen next week. We have decisions to make. It's a great church. There's great people here. We can hand people over to be looked after in this community on lots of levels. We thank you for the ministries. We thank you for everything that happens here. The world's a difficult place. It's going to be, it's going to get harder. Life is hard. We know there's a place we can come to where there's peace and there's love. Jesus, speak to us now. As we go from this place, challenge us. May this word be embedded on our hearts. We love you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Amen. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarranty.com.